touchdown or turnover. Back by Alcoa 10, Federal Credit Union, the place you belong. Better rates and better service. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here in the low-T center studio. Swain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Tennessee, 4-3, 500 in the SEC at 2-2. Two two. Alabama, 6-1. Their one loss comes from an SEC opponent, Texas A&M. And speaking of Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. Name has been mentioned with the LSU opening because Ed Ogeron and LSU have agreed on a separation package. And Ed Ogeron will not be the coach next year. There's ties between Scott Woodward and Jimbo Fisher. There's ties between Jimbo Fisher and LSU. He was offense coordinator under Nick Saban when Saban was at LSU. And Jimbo Fisher talked about his current employer and how he loves where he is. And he mentioned the chancellor and AD and his current co-workers. Quote, I love everything about this place. Touchdown turnover. Jimbo Fisher still will be a serious candidate for the LSU job. Touchdown turnover. I say turnover. I, I believe Jabo. He uh, has had several run-ins with LSU in coaching searches. Uh, I saw one writer detail three times where Jimbo and LSU spoke and at one point had reached the, the point of working on contract details and, and it just never came to fruition. But, but this go-around, the fourth go-around, A&M beat writers continue to persist that it's not going to happen. Maybe maybe they are having the wool pulled over their eyes. Time will tell. But it, it just – there's not – it seems like it's, it's only buzz from the outside looking in, not from, not from the actual inside. It seems like media members are just kind of – not even media – like the media members around Jimbo and around A&M and around LSU are saying that it's not going to happen. He says, I love being here. This is the job I want. I love being here. I have an unbelievable chancellor, an unbelievable president, an unbelievable AD. I believe in what we're building here. Also said, I plan on being here and fulfilling this contract. I love everything about this place. And, yeah, like you plan on being there because you don't know what might happen. Mm -hmm. So I understand why Jimbo said that anything can happen. So you don't want to put yourself in a corner – and you be made out a liar. So you have to say, I, you plan on being there. I just don't think it's a huge a step up, if it's a step up at all, actually, for Jimbo, from A&M to LSU. Uh, there's a lot of resources in place for anyone to coach A&M and have success. Uh, but I'm going, I'm going turnover, man. I don't, I don't think he's going to be a serious candidate. 
I know Woodward will swing for the fences. That's his MO. Mm-hmm. I've heard Dabo Sweeney. I think Lane Kiffin's gonna be in there. I think Lane is going to want to be in there. Oh, There's no Lane, way Lane wants to be in there. Yes. I mean Lane Lane was trying to get his name in SEC coaching searches last year. Mm-hmm. And now LSU, arguably the best job in the SEC, mm-hmm. is up for, for grabs. Uh, I do think LSU is a better job than A&M. I, I agree with what you said. It's, it's, it's not a, a huge step up, but J.D. Vols asks, is LSU a better job than A&M? I say so, and I say so because Louisiana, LSU has exclus- exclusivity in, in that state. They don't have anybody to compete with for recruits. And if, if you go look at the NFL – when you look at the size of the state and population, LSU puts out more NFL talent than anybody. So you have that recruiting base, and you don't have an in-state school that you have to worry about. Yeah, I know Alabama goes into Louisiana and sometimes Texas, even though Texas isn't doing that right now. I know they go into Louisiana and get players. But Alabama at least has a thorn in its side with Auburn. Uh and has to worry about Auburn at times. Florida obviously has other schools in, in that state. Texas A&M has other schools in, in that state. So that that's kind of what separates LSU from A&M for me is that LSU doesn't have bona fide competition in its state for, for a recruiting state that puts out a ton of talent year in and year out. Yeah, and we'll, you have all the same resources. Yeah, we'll go back to, we'll go back to that. We got the phone lines lit up right now. I got a couple people holding, so – Let's let's go to the phones. Let's get to uh, Shane from Memphis and then Turkey Man. Shane, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yes. Uh, and, you know, one thing I would like to say is Saturday night was the first time in a very long time that all seven maxims were brought to the forefront and they were crushed. And I am very proud of that team. They never gave up. 100%. Shane, you still there? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. And, you know, I have to deal with uh, Tiger High here and all. I mean, I work in sports radio here in the Mid-South and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's Tiger High this, and they've been just cutting us down. And, you know, I've seen Memphis fans push uh, Louisville fans, you know, down in a wheelchair in the FedEx form. I was, and they have no room to talk. They've jumped our fans in, in Memphis. It's just ridiculous. So they really don't have room to talk, but. We crushed it. All seven maxims. I think you're right. I think you're right, Shane. And I don't think any fan base in the South really has much to to, to say. Um, maybe unless you're Vanderbilt because, you know, they don't really show up or show any type of emotion, do anything. Um, it's their players that are the ones that get in trouble. But like, I don't think any any fan base can say anything because there's – there's been examples of a small percentage or even smaller, one or two people doing something stupid that embarrasses the whole school. It's happened at LSU. It's happened at Auburn. It's happened at 
Alabama. It's happening in Florida. Like, that's what happened Saturday. It was a small percentage of people. Now, uh, it wasn't just one or two people, but it was a small percentage when you look at the size of the stadium and the amount of people that were in the stadium. So it's, it's happened everywhere. It's just our turn uh, to take these lumps, people to point the finger, it'll pass. But everyone, every fan base has, has a small percentage that's done something stupid to embarrass everybody in that fan base, just the way it is. So uh, let's go back to the phones and get to Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, Turkey Man. Hey, guys. Uh, enjoyed your show. Uh, appreciate taking the call. And uh, I have a few comments. Uh, number one is talking about Lane Kevin. Uh, where I was sitting, and of course I stood most of the time, uh, I didn't sit much. And uh, I could see the sissy blue shoes he had on about middleways in the field there. And, and doing, he was he was in that rest here the whole whole time, and uh, right straight across from us where we was at was the Ole Miss band and and most a lot of the Ole Miss fans, and of course they was applauding him when he came in and all that. Guy sat next to me, leaned over, he said, uh, "They don't know in about three months. He's gonna leave them too," and I said, "I said, well, you're right. Of course, as before we heard anything about." LSU uh, happening and uh, I said yeah I said he go to LSU and he said absolutely and uh, I think it's possible I think that really is possible that that uh, could come to play sir and one thing that made me think uh, I was thinking which which place would be more likely uh, Arch Manning would go you guys can discuss that a little later, but I got a comment that I want to get get off and let everybody on the can. I talked about how much I enjoyed the game and the night and how much it meant to me. Uh, I think the good Lord looked after me uh, to to that experience, and it didn't get painted to the to the to the level it probably would have. But somewhere early in the fourth quarter or the end of the third quarter. I don't know exactly when it happened. But the head of security was, was, was I mean, he was scrambling. He was getting people, he was moving, moving people around. He was having people uh, look toward us. And I thought, something's up. Uh, and, that was, and then I got back in the game, didn't think nothing about it. When that uh, controversial play, that last play, of our drive there, first down, and they didn't even look at or move the spot because it should have been moved. Uh, don't know if we made it or not. I still don't know for sure if we did or didn't because the spot was not moved. It should have been moved. If it's six inches, it should have been moved to this bad spot. But that being said, I've never turned off a TV game, a Tennessee game that I can recall ever. I've stayed right there to the end of it. Uh, the bitter end most of the time. But uh, there was a couple cups that flying over over my head and that was and, and all the what you've been talking about, the, the laying down and, and 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 it just it it was poor football. That that part was poor. And well, I, I I left, I started I left out. 
about a minute and something, you know, after that, what going to be overturned. I'm, I'm with uh, you. I'm with yeah. you, Turkey Man. Uh, what? I'm with you. I'm with you, Turkey Man. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough football to to watch there with all the fake, fake injuries and and um, guys going down. Uh, not good football at all. Not not fun to watch. Hard to watch, um, for sure. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. That's an interesting question, man. Who? What's a better job between Texas A and M and LSU? I, I mean, I, uh, LSU could have the the slight lead. But it's, for Jimbo, it's not worth the move. It's like yeah. it's not worth to make that move. I think I think Jimbo Fisher can win a national championship at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I think he can win the one at LSU. Um, I, I look at Texas, and there's enough players in Texas that, honestly, Texas and Texas A&M can get all the recruits, and both teams can still win a national championship. There's that much talent in the state of Texas. Now, Louisiana, you're right. Like There's a loyalty factor there. When, you know, most of those kids grow up and they want to be LSU Tigers. Um, Texas, most of those kids grow up, and you have two choices. It's Texas A&M and, and Texas for the most part. There's a lot of schools in Texas, so I won't sit here and say that those are only two options for kids. But, you know, here's the thing about Texas A&M. Texas A&M is Adidas' number one school. Adidas takes care of A&M. Like, they used to take care of us because we were Adidas' top school. But now that's Texas A&M. So they get loaded down with anything they need. We're Nike, but we're just one of many for Nike. We don't even – we can't even get the Jumpman if we want to. We're not one of the Nike elite schools. But we have Nike, but we're not one of the Nike elite schools. But with Adidas, we were the top dog. A&M is. Uh, Their facilities are out of this world. Um, they got money coming out, coming out of places you know you didn't think money can come out of LSU. They have money as well. I, I I just think we splitting hairs if you try to pick which one is better than the other for for Jimbo Fisher. Um, but what's important, and we know this being Tennessee fans, what's important is what Jimbo Fisher said yesterday that he loves his chancellor, he loves his president, he loves his AD. That's important for coaches. That's important to coaches. We lost out on Charlie Strong because there, it wasn't that alignment. You didn't have that alignment with the president, chancellor, and AD. And it scared some, some coaches away, um, especially Charlie Strong. If LSU doesn't have that alignment like Texas A&M, maybe to a coach like Jimbo Fisher, you know, A&M is a, better, is a better job. Because your help is vital in – you being successful. If your president is not on the same page, and you're trying to get kids in school from high school that may be on the line of having the grades, that president can, can hurt you. That kid either has to go to JUCO or that kid goes somewhere else. Remember Orlando Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some, you know, some, some weight issues that Tennessee was concerned about, but from a school standpoint, had some trouble there too. Oklahoma was like, "Come on down." Oh, he wound up being a All American in Oklahoma and still playing in the league. One of the best tackles in the league. <laughs> so you have to have that alignment from the president, chancellor, AD to to help um, your football coach be successful as possible. So 
Uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of what happens with with uh, LSU. There's going to be a huge domino effect in college football. So what what is Jane Franklin going to do? USC has been mentioned with him. LSU is open. Uh, James Franklin was 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 talking in some dark rooms this past offseason with schools. It feels like at some point James Franklin is going to bolt from Penn State. Yep. Uh, and again, you you are splitting hairs. You really are in, in the LSU A and M conversation. I hope people recognize that when when we share our opinion on on who is the better job because you have to split hairs because both are are, are great jobs. Quite frankly, I I just personally think the LSU job is is better. Yeah, um, because it, it it is by itself in that state, and I, I think that does go uh, a long way. The the coach that is much more likely to not be the head coach of his school after this season, more so than Jimbo Fisher, to me, is Dan Mullen. Ooh. I I just and we talked about it over this past offseason. Ooh. We had uh on some some I think I asked Chris Lowe about it over the offseason when we had him on. I just I don't see that. Continuing to work. I mean, he he's not recruiting near at the level that you should be recruiting at. Wants to be in the NFL at Florida. Wants to be in the NFL. Him and was it Steve Strickland down there at Florida? Mm-hmm. Don't don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything, which is weird given that they work together at Mississippi State. And he's two and six in his last eight games. Against Power Five teams, and yeah, two two of those games are against Alabama. Uh, another one against Georgia, but Florida should should be in a position to where the, it's it's more than capable of beating Alabama, of beating Georgia, and in, and it just doesn't feel that way. Emory Jones has has been a disaster for Dan Mullen. I know he played the game of his life against us a couple and, weeks and ago. And Bama. And he played, yeah, played really well against Bama. But outside of those two games, yep. those two weeks, he, former high-level four-star, maybe he was a five-star, mm-hmm. but decommitted from Ohio State and picked Florida. He has not worked out. And you, you've had drama on and off the field with, with Florida players, Florida coaches, and he, he's made weird comments to the media. I just I, – I don't think Dan Mullen's going to be the head coach at Florida next year. I think there's a much greater chance of, of Jimbo being the coach at A&M next year than, than Dan Mullen being the coach at Florida. It's going to be crazy, man. It's going to be crazy this offseason. And um, the SEC may get harder. They may. We'll see. But there's going to be some, some coaching moves for sure, I think, made in the offseason. And it could include Florida. As well as LSU. I know this is going to sound crazy, but if you are Tennessee, you want Dan Mullen to to win out this year. Oh, you want him to stay? Yes. So, low-key root for Florida. I know that sounds disturbing, but you want Dan Mullen to stay at Florida because he'll, he'll put together good football teams at Florida. Nine, ten win teams, but he'll he'll never win a championship or have 
Florida at the level that Urban or, or Spurrier had it at. So you, you want that to continue to happen. And uh, J.D. Vall says, dang, Ben, hate to see Kiffin at Florida. Lane Kiffin's not getting the Florida or LSU job. I don't think, I, I think would be trust him. Yes, for that exact reason. I would be very, very surprised if, if Lane got the LSU job, the, the Florida job. I just, for what Swain just said, I don't see a school trusting him because he is still immature both publicly and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you're LSU, I meant to make this point earlier when we were discussing it a little bit, you just dealt with all the coach – Coach O B S. Why would you move on to the Lane Kiffin B S? And they boys. Yes, that's my check. Correct. So um, I don't. I don't think Tennessee has to worry about Lane going to to Florida. I just don't see those two schools going after him. But you you definitely don't want Florida to come open because I, I think if you're a Tennessee fan, I, I know it doesn't feel like it because they're still beating Tennessee. But you, you want Damon to stay there because he is underperforming. Billy Napier. This is a year that moves him. You think LSU? This is the year. To what school? Because I, I, I mean, I think LSU, Florida are are the schools that will move Billy Napier. Like he is a he is a rock star. Yes, I I agree. But is 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 LSU going to humble itself? I don't, I don't really know the exact phrasing that I'm looking for. But is, is LSU going to be willing to uh, swallow its pride and go hire the head coach at? Louisiana. We had the he's, same conversation about Tennessee. He's and, a great coach, and he's turned down big jobs. Oh, look, wait, I'm with you. I think for, I think he'd be right awesome. One. Yeah, waiting for the right one. So. He already he already has that reputation built built up in the state of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you, but it, it kind of goes back to the whole Tennessee conversation with with a Justin Fuente or, or Mike Norvell. Does Tennessee swallow its pride and and look at those guys? Will Will LSU swallow its pride and and Look at the the best coach in the state that's at a smaller school. I think that they should, but will they? Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's get to the phones. We've got Kenny. Kenny, good morning. Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, Kenny? Hey, what's up, bro? Listen, hey, like I said, my boy Swain knows you, man. Look, I, I would I would never call out a young man at all. So I'm just gonna say this, and, and I'm, I'm hoping, like you know, some of the players hear what I had to say. You know. Man, through my life, man, you know, I've had adversity where I've, like, put things on myself and, and you know, and things didn't go well. So I, so I would say this. I was watching the game, and, and somebody did something. You hear me? Yeah. Okay, and somebody did something that was very disappointing to me. And it seemed as if, it, it did, I'm just saying, it just seemed as if they were kind of, like, upset because things didn't go their way. I'm not going to say who it was. Cause I don't want to call out a brother, but I would say this. You know, sometimes in life when you think you have something and it doesn't work out, you have to work harder, right? You have to work harder. You have to try to just overcome those obstacles, right? Because the thing about life, life is not life is is is, is not on your side all the time. It will swallow you up. So I'm not gonna say which play I'm talking about. Y'all know who I'm talking about. But I would just say this to to to, to the young man. Listen, bruh, if if you got some feelings about because something happened to you and you're not where you want to be, you know, you just got to work hard and overcome that, man. But, you know, what I saw Saturday was very disappointing because you kind of let your teammates down. Are you talking about – I'm sorry, but I – What position George, does well, this I, player George, play? Whatever, man. Are you talking about Joe Milton? Okay, yes, I am. All right, all right. Because, I mean, <laughs> the, listener, the listeners, you know, 
You know, you, well, okay, but you know, I, you're okay. You're right, Jason. Okay, I apologize, Jason. But, but yeah, man, it was it was very disappointing from a uh, from an older brother to see to see him go out like that, man. I mean, it just, I mean, it, it was obvious that was what was going on in his head. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but but you know, I, I I go on like what I see, right? You know, what somebody shows you. So I mean, I, I just hope he understands, man. That listen, you know, okay, you you you, you lost the position. Man, you you, you got to just work harder, man. You can't just you can't go out of bounds like that, man. It's just, just I mean, come on. I mean, you knew what was going on. This these are these are your teammates. You got to put your all in for your team, man. And you can't make it personal. And that, and that, that's all I'm saying, man. But yeah, it was it was very disappointing seeing him uh, do that. It really was. Yeah, it, it was it was Kenny, and and you know if I'm if I'm close to Joe. I would sit Joe down and say, hey, man, God has given you so many physical talents. And if you want to play this game at a high level, if you want, if you have any goals of playing in the NFL, because I don't, I don't know Joe Milton's goals. We assume that every player wants to play in the NFL. There's some players playing college football that don't even like football. Oop. Oop. There's players playing right now that likes what football does for them. They like the attention. They like the perks. They are satisfied with the free education, but they don't really like football. There's some players like that. There's many players like that in college football. So I don't know Joe's long-term goals. I really don't. But if he has any goals that involve playing at the next level or – leading a team to competing for championships mentally he has to get he has to get right and he has to be serious about the small details that's what's holding him back that's what's holding him back right now and um i hope he figures it out being and i was talking about this during the break <laughs> emotionally where we are right now well, I'll speak for myself. Emotionally, where I am right now, I don't really want to see Joe Milton play against Alabama. I'm with you. I'd, yeah, I, I just want to speak for me. I'll let you speak for yourself. I'd much rather see 15. Yeah, I like, I've made that note. But based on what happened against you know Ole Miss and the end of the game, like that's how I feel right now. On a Tuesday, I just don't want to see Joe right now. <laughs> that's just, and it's, I'm not trying to be mean, but that's just how I feel. I don't make the decisions. I'm not in the locker room. But that's just how I feel based on the information that I have, which is all I have is what I saw. Not a lot of people are blessed with those physical tools, man. He has to he has to figure it out. And it doesn't matter if it's Michigan, it doesn't matter if it's Tennessee or Oklahoma or Texas, it doesn't matter. Like he's gonna have to do some self-evaluation and and do the things it takes to be uh, a quarterback from the neck up. Simple as that. All right, let's get to the phones. I hope he does it because uh, I want I want to see him win. 865-255-03. At 9.15, we'll be joined by Josh Pate, uh, CBS Sports. He does a great job uh, with his show talking college football, SEC football. He will join us at 9.15. Also, 
Uh, we are planning to have Austin Price on as well today. Talk about recruiting. Huge weekend uh, for Tennessee. And uh, we got a lot to cover. So stick around. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000-square-foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and, get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. 
At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Around the SEC here in the Swain event, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. You can follow Ben McKee at Ben McKee 14. Follow me at Swain Event. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. All right, Ben, what do you have for around the SEC? Want to go over from go over the scores from the weekend, because we obviously did not talk about them yesterday as we tend not to do because Tennessee is far more important than all these other bummy McBum face schools. Uh, Auburn took care of business against Arkansas 38-23. Bo Nix looked like a completely different football player. 21 of 26, 292 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And all of a sudden, Arkansas has lost three in a row to Georgia, Ole Miss, and Auburn. So Arkansas uh, plays Arkansas Pine Bluff this this weekend and will look to get back on track. LSU beat Florida 49-42 to in, in what was a surprise result. Davis Price for LSU, the LSU running back Terrion Davis-Price, had an outstanding game on the ground. First game all season in which LSU has really run the football. Uh, on Davis-Price, 287 yards and three touchdowns on 36 carries. Just an unbelievable effort by him. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, he did this against Florida this past week? Yes. 36. Let's see. 36, 287, three touchdowns. LSU has probably the worst rushing offense in the conference. Like, Mizzou level bad. And Todd Grantham's defense in Florida gave up that many yards. Mm -hmm. I think that's the single best performance in LSU history at the running back position. If I'm not mistaken, I saw Uh, that. he, he broke, broke a uh, Leonard Fournette's record. Ooh. <laughs> Man. Manhandled Florida. And Anthony Richardson, after replacing 
Emory Jones at quarterback had some really bad turnovers, just a colossal cluster you-know-what for the Gators. And Dan Mullen is under a lot of scrutiny after this Saturday's result. you love to see it. Texas A&M beat Missouri 35-14. to Georgia beat Kentucky 30-13. to And Kirby Smart, not too happy with Mark Stoops. I don't remember what the spread was exactly, but Kentucky covered the spread, uh, only losing by 17 because Mark Stoops took a late timeout just before the game was over and then scored on the next play to cover the spread. And well, Kirby, Kirby mad that uh, he had some money on the game or something? Well, it's Stoops trying to cover to make himself look better. And, and Kirby wasn't a fan of I, – look, I wouldn't be a fan of a timeout with like a couple seconds left in the game's 30 to whatever, 30 to 6 at that point, and, you, and you're taking a timeout with a couple seconds left in the game. That would bug me too. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Kirby Smart next time we play, I'm like I'm running it up if I have a chance. Well, That's what I would do. Let, let me rephrase what, what I have mentioned. Uh, in his press conference, Kirby said that he was not upset at Mark Stoops for the last timeout. But Roddy Nabolzi, who covers Georgia for rivals and UGASports.com, and uh, he quote tweeted a tweet that said Kirby wasn't upset with Mark Stoops. And, and he put an asterisk. He said publicly he's not upset. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, Kirby's a defensive guy. So anytime offense scoring points, I know he – he is not happy, and they had a shutout earlier this year, and um, it, it means a lot to a defensive coach, defense coordinator. So, running up on him next time if you got a problem with it. Is what I, I would. would I know I would. Yeah. Next year in Lexington? Yeah, I would. Oh, Mark Soups, you better hope you, you take one of these other jobs. Uh, South Carolina beat Vanderbilt mm-hmm. in the final minute. Just an atrocious game to watch. Alabama beat Mississippi State 49-9, so Alabama got back on track. Wanted to mention some transfer portal additions. South Carolina linebacker Rosendo Lewis has entered the transfer portal, former four-star recruit who was part of the 2018 recruiting class. And Coy Moore, a receiver at LSU, has entered the transfer portal. Four-star sophomore fell behind the star-studded freshman class and hasn't caught a ball in four games, according to Brody Miller of The Athletic, who covers LSU. So, had a couple transfers following Saturday's events. You see me over here, Ben? You looking up Coy Moore? I'm looking up that 40 time. I'm looking up that 40 time because I know in this offense, that is... um, Very, very important. Yes, they, maybe, they maybe like even, receivers that can run. Yeah, probably more important than you know someone that is that is polished as a receiver. Just the speed is something that is is very important to this offensive staff. Why? While you looked that up, I find his forty time. Uh, I wanted to earlier to mention the other punishments that Tennessee has been handed down because of Saturday night. Uh, Obviously, the big one is that they were assessed a financial penalty of $250,000, which will be deducted from the university's share of SEC revenue distribution. Uh, 
Also, they are required to use all available resources, including security, stadium, and television video to identify individuals who threw objects onto the playing field or at the opposing team. All individuals identified as having been involved in disrupting the game shall be prohibited from attending Tennessee Athletics events for the remainder of the 2021-22 academic and athletic year. Tennessee must also review and update its athletic department game management procedures and alcohol availability policies to prevent a recurrence of Saturday night's disruption which shall include an evaluation of agreed-upon SEC sportsmanship, game management, and alcohol policies to verify full compliance with existing standards. And lastly, following completion of this review and prior to the University of Tennessee's next home football game, the university shall provide a report to the conference office to summarize its efforts to identify and penalize offenders and its plans to enact policies to prevent future similar incidents while ensuring compliance with conference standards. <sighs> conference is not suspending alcohol sales privileges for Tennessee at this time, but reserves the right to do so if other requirements outlined above are not met. Which, that, that's not going to change anything. That's not going to prevent it from happening again. No. The, the students are drunk before they go into the game. Exactly. Get drunker during the game. And last I checked, you can, you can throw water bottles and mustard bottles and golf balls just as well as you can throw a beer bottle. Beer can. Yeah. And you can do it being mad and sober just like you can do it being mad and a little bit drunk. So Correct. Um Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever makes makes you feel good and sleep good at night, making you feel like you actually making some change. I know a change you can make to prevent this from possibly happening again. Get better referees, better officials. Big Orange Mac, good morning. Good morning, Jace Wizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. My yeah. man, it was so good to meet you. Yes, sir. I want to thank you for taking the time out to come down off your stand down up up there by Gate Twenty One and and take the time to speak to me and my boy. Uh, we really enjoyed it. I greatly appreciate it. Nice to meet you too, Mrs. Swain. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The boss. <laughs> very uh, uh, nice to meet you as well. Uh, my my little one. He he's kind of shy, so he he <laughs> he was he was kind of like a deer in headlights meeting all the. Different people that uh, uh, from from our fellow uh, ball villains. Uh, I appreciate meeting all y'all, and I can't remember everybody's name. It was so many daggum people. Uh, just I, I appreciate all y'all being nice and speaking to me and my boy. Uh, guys, the atmosphere Saturday night was it, it was unmatched of all the games I've been to. I'm not, I said my first game I've been to, it was in 2006, Alabama. Uh, that that was just golly. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, the, I know I made fun of Alabama UGA when they, had, when they brought their light show. 
<laughs> man, they just add to the electricity, man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I eat crow on that because that, that is, that just, golly, when they, when they put the, the, the stadium was orange and then when the tea opened up and they like made a spotlight into a tea. Ooh. Oh my goodness gracious, man. Uh, listen, these boys fought their butts off. They went toe to toe with a top 15 football team. Uh, they were underdog and, they 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 didn't back down. They kept fighting. I just want to ask everybody keep fighting for them. Now I ain't talking about throwing mustard bottles and whatnot. I ain't mad about it though. With that being said, but continue to fight for these guys. They're fighting for us. They keep fighting. They fought tooth and nail. Just don't give up on. Let's get behind these boys. Let's get behind this coach. Cause man, I I, I just I. I I like that one of your calls earlier said, you know, I really wasn't that mad because they fought. I mean, they hung in there. You know, they got the stops that they needed. They held the, uh, you know, they held Ole Miss in the second half to one touchdown. They so, sure did. They sure uh, did. You know, so, you know, I know we're looking like a mash unit right now. Uh, look like a casualty list from Hamburger Hill, but, uh, Man, we just keep fighting, keep fighting, and and really, to be honest with you, man, I like. I, I know what's gonna what's gonna happen Saturday, but looking forward, man, I I, I give ourselves a chance, and I forgot. You know, we got UGA coming up too, but in the, in the other three games, Kentucky, uh, uh, South Alabama, and, and Peabody, we I, I like our chance. I think we can pull. You know, we can we can take take care of business in those three games. I, I really feel confident. Uh, you know, Coach Heupel was taking, uh, you know, you know those saying you can't make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. Mm-hmm. Well, he's taking chicken you-know-what, and he's making chicken salad out of it right now. He is. He is. And, I, 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 you know what, uh, let's get behind this guy. Uh, I, I really, you know, uh, I'm really proud of him. I'm really proud of our team. Proud of everybody, you know, showing up Saturday, you know, raising heck, and uh, we broke another uh, sound level barrier, or whatever Saturday. A record, yeah, uh, yeah. So everybody just keep coming, keep showing up, keep supporting these guys. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I got this morning, guys. Y'all have a great day and go big on. Heck yeah, man! I think it's important that that Big Orange Mac mentioned that now. Because we know how emotional we can be, even when we know the circumstances. I found myself having to catch myself during the game Saturday. Why? Why, why we? Why can't we? Why, what? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, walk on, walk on. Who is this? Didn't play oh, till this year. Didn't play at all. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I mean, Musa, Musa. Like, I had to do that. So coming up is going to be difficult because we have a dislike for Alabama as a fan base. You have a dislike for Kentucky as a fan base. You got a dislike for Georgia as a fan base. The truth is, they're better football teams than we are right now. 
They're better football teams. Ole Miss was a better football team. We knew that going into it. Didn't mean that you were going to lose. It happened, but just because a team is better than you doesn't mean that you that that you can't beat them. Alabama's going to be a tall task. Georgia's going to be a tall task. Kentucky is doable, but it's still going to be um, a game where it's going to be a ha- difficult game. You have to play better than you played against Ole Miss. Simple as that uh, to beat Kentucky for different reasons, right? They possess, they uh, possess um, or they present different challenges, but they're still a good football team. But it's important that Big Orange Matt mentioned what he said um, about supporting this this team. These fans appreciate – excuse me, these players appreciate the fans Saturday. They have went to Twitter. They have shown the appreciation. This coach has embraced Tennessee, and he's shown us that he can coach. And this staff can coach. So just just remember that when we get in the middle of this bumpy road against Alabama and against Georgia, just remember Big Orange, Big, Big, Big Orange Matt Call. Just remember it. All right, let's go to the phones before we take our top of our break. We got Vol Maniac. Vol Maniac, good morning. Good morning, boys. What's up? What's I'm up? Take a little credit. Take a little credit for Saturday, man. I think I called my shot minus the Admiral Admiral video. Oh, the inky video. Yeah, they they clicked the clicked the lights off and went with it. Split the T, man. It was a it was electric. I've got a twenty one and a twenty two year old that has never experienced what we've experienced over the years. And uh I didn't make it to the game, but my kids got to go and uh they come in the door about two in the morning, coming up, man, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen and I I'm just glad that some of the kids nowadays have never seen kneeling and Tennessee football the way it's supposed to be and the way it's supposed to be handled. I hate what happened at the end of the game, but it's all a build-up, man. All a build-up, and uh, it is what it is. And we'll take the consequences, and we're going to move on. And uh, I'm excited about this weekend. I think, uh, yeah, we may struggle. With uh, with Bama, we may struggle with Georgia, but I think personally that uh, we can compete. It's not the years past. We'll put kids out there that wanted to be here and want to play football for Tennessee and give it their all as they have the whole season. I believe this is just different, man. It's different from years past. It really is. It really is, Vol Maniac. I mean, you can you can see it. You can you can see the culture change. You can see the coaching staff, um, you know, developing these boys. We can see the 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 passion being displayed, the appreciation being displayed from our from our from our players. Um, the only thing we have to do is go get some some better players and some more depth. That's the only thing missing. That's the only thing missing. And you're going to attract those guys. You're gonna, they're going to come to you. Some of them will. Some of them you have to go get. But some of them will come to you. When you're doing things right, when you're doing things right, man, the universe, the universe blesses you. They put people in your life. I truly believe that. And I think Tennessee is going to have people that want to come to them because of the culture and how we're doing things. Hour three coming up.